You're listening to the Pipeline Show. That's right. Now, say my name. With Guy Flaming. You're goddamn right. Welcome back to the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. That's me, and we're going to turn on the 2020 draft spotlight in this segment. And uh, one of the top-ranked guys out of the Western Hockey League is going to be my guest. That means it's an in-the-dub segment. And those, of course, brought to you by dubnetwork.ca. So you can stay up to date on everything happening around the Western Hockey League by bookmarking uh, Dub Network uh, on your browser. And you can also subscribe to get your daily dose of the dub. Then it, uh, there's a daily update that gets emailed right to you. You don't even have to look for it. Uh, dubnetwork.ca. My guest is a Braden Schneider from the Brandon Wheat Kings uh, and uh, the uh, playoff push uh, right in the middle of it are the Wheat Kings uh, still fighting for a uh, home ice advantage in the first round and potentially top spot in the East Division. So lots to talk about. Uh, Braden, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, but uh, there's, like I said, there's lots going on for, for you and the team right now. It's got to be exciting times, so though, the playoffs right around the corner and a, a real good battle here for positioning in, inside the division. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's uh, been a busy second second half here for us, and uh, we've been going up, and I think that's exactly what you want before going heading into the playoffs here. So exciting. It's, uh, it's big, and uh, can't wait to get it going. You had a big weekend series last weekend against the the uh, Raiders. Uh, you got one point out of a, a home and home series. Uh, I'm sure you would have liked to have uh, gotten more than that. But uh, what did you learn about PA in that weekend series? And uh, you still got time to catch them here in the in the final few games of the year. I think the biggest thing we learned about about them is that they're a team that's pretty hard to play in their to play and to beat in their building. And I think we learned as a group because we ended up taking a win in the art houses that one of the nights. So I think uh, being able to beat them in their building before the playoffs and was a big thing for us. And we learned a lot. We learned how to, we have to be ready for the second night for sure. And, and yeah, it, it's exciting. The other team uh, that you're battling with right now for playoff seating is the Winnipeg ice. They are right on your heels. Uh, just one point back as uh, you and I are speaking uh, right now. And you have a home and home against them to close out the regular season. So uh, a great, uh, I mean, it goes right down to the wire, or at least it, potentially it could. The head-to-head battles between the Wheat Kings and the uh, the Winnipeg Ice, how has that gone so far this year? So far this year, it's been, I think, everything that you would have expected from a uh, provincial rivalry. It's uh, <laughs> their closest trip, and we gained that, and it's always been an aggressive and mean, mean time every time we've played them. And I think uh, the last, Two games against them are going to be the two biggest games of the year. Try and get home ice against them. So it's a, it's a, there's huge four points and it's, it's been nothing but fun. Yeah, if the playoffs started tomorrow, that would be the first round matchup. Uh, Brandon and Winnipeg, great way to start that uh, that rivalry since uh, Kootenay moved to to Winnipeg for sure. Uh, Brayden, the Weekings have been playing really good hockey in the second half, especially gone up the standings and. Uh, and now you're where you are. What's gone right uh, for the Weekings here in the last uh, couple of months? I think just after the Christmas break, everyone realized what roles had to be played to get the job done, and we added a couple bit of toughness on into our lineup, and I think that's done us well. And uh, yeah, we've become a harder team to play against, and we we found our niche as to how we need to play every night to win. Uh, I was fortunate a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Oil Kings were in Brandon to to uh, play the Wee Kings. I was able to to be at that game. And it's the first time I'd been able to watch the game in Brandon. I was really impressed with your squad that night. Probably the best game that I'd 
I'd seen uh, between you and the Oil Kings at least this year. And you won that game 4-1 and, quite honestly, made it look easier probably than it, than it was on the ice. But when you're able to knock off uh, the teams that are at the top of the conference like that, that's got to really uh, spread confidence around the room. Is that fair to say? Yes, for sure. It does. I mean, Edmonton is a, is a great team, and they've proven that all year. And I think, yeah, to be able to, to prove to ourselves and prove to the conference and whatnot that we can – we're a team to uh, team to sleep on, and that we can bring it. Whenever we're ready to go, we can bring it every night, and we can beat anyone. So I think uh, being able to get that out of the way and get some confidence within the room is was huge. Braden Schneider of the Brandon Wheat Kings is my guest here in the 2020 Draft Spotlight segment uh, on the Pipeline Show this week, and uh, Braden. Not everybody that's hearing this interview right now is uh, going to be a WHL fan. There's my audience is across North America, so. There'll be people in uh, parts uh, that are listening to this that have never seen the Wheat Kings play, have never maybe uh, have heard of uh, Braden Schneider. So uh, let's get a bit of background, if you don't mind. Uh, where are you from? I'm from uh, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. I've uh, played most of my minor hockey there, and I was drafted by the Wheat Kings in the Bantam draft, and I've spent the last couple of years playing in Brandon. It's funny that you're on the other side of that rivalry now with with Prince Albert. Uh, I don't know if you, when you were a kid, did you go to lots of Raider games? I did for sure. When I was a kid and first started paying attention to the Raiders, it was when Dreisaitl and Morrissey were playing for them. So I got a, a pretty good experience watching them. And, and yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool to be able to play against them and uh, have a good rivalry with them. You're making me feel old. That doesn't seem all that long ago to me, and you, you make it sound like it was uh, that long ago. Uh, Braden Schneider uh, is my guest, and uh, uh, you mentioned the the Bantam draft. Uh, you were taken 12th overall that year. Uh, what was that, 2016? Uh, you are a late birthday, so a bit different than uh, most of the guys in, uh, in the NHL draft class this year. But um, you didn't have to wait all that long to hear your name called, but what was Bantam Draft Day like for you? Were you at school and following along? Did you get to stay home from school, or how did you spend that morning? Oh, I was my parents were lucky. I was lucky enough to get to stay at home for the first part of the day to watch it unfold a little bit. But yeah, I was at home and I was expecting to go to PA, I think, with the 13th pick, and uh, Brandon traded up and ended up taking me right before them. So it was a uh, it was pretty cool, pretty exciting, and then uh, ended up going to school after that. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because I'd, I'd heard the same thing, and I wanted to kind of touch base with, with you on that. But being a PA kid, and it looked like it, you were going to be the Raiders pick, and then suddenly you go to one of their divisional rivals. What was your immediate thought being, I'm assuming, a Raider fan at that point? Well, it, it would have been cool to be drafted by your hometown team. I mean, that, that's what, what I've grown up watching. That's what I've grown to to enjoy so but to go to Brandon and I think it, it it did well for me and was a better better thing for me to happen and uh yeah I got to get to enjoy the whole junior experience away from home and I'm I'm glad it's unfolded like that. Uh, Braden were you always a defenseman as a kid growing up or did you uh did you play other positions at some point? I was a centerman when I first started when I was really young and then there's a I had a bit of a phase where I wanted to be a goalie I was a Luongo fan, and then <laughs> turned out, and then Dad didn't let me do that, so I ended up being a defenseman after that. So I got a bit of it all. So you almost ended up being on the blue line uh, as a not by default, but by uh, not necessarily your first choice. Uh, 
how long before you felt comfortable being a defenseman? Well, when I was younger, I think the reason I got put on defense was because I was better at skating backwards than kids at the time. Right. <laughs> so my team ended up just going down the, the back end, and it, it, it proved to do me well. It's worked out pretty well for you uh, to this point, uh, Braden. Um, yeah. How much of, about the draft have you been uh, thinking about? I mean, I talked to players on the show, uh, and uh, a lot of them will say they, they try not to think about the NHL draft at all because it could be a, a bit of a distraction. But then there are guys who say that they look to see where they're ranked and stuff all the time because they use that as motivation. You know, they might see themselves where you are in the middle of the first round and, and say, well, I want to be a top 10 guy. So uh, they use that to fuel the fire a little bit. Um, uh, how about for you, Braden? Are, are you a guy, uh, which which camp are you in? I'm, uh, I, I, I do see, I do notice the rankings and whatnot. And I, when they come out, I take a quick peek, but I, I'm a guy that tries not to focus on it too much. I try to focus on our, our team as much as I can and improving things that I was, I was, I think I need to improve on. So I just, I, I take a peek to see where I'm at to see if it's improving, but, and that's about it for me. And then I try to focus on team success before a lot of that. Well, this is your third year in the WHL. You had 22 points as a rookie and, and 24 points uh, last year in, in slightly fewer games. But now a big jump up to right now, 42 points this year. Uh, what's the big difference for you, or is that just sort of a natural thing as you get uh, a little bit uh, older and more mature uh, that those points naturally come? Well, I think uh, the first two years I focused a lot on developing my defensive part of my game. And... Uh, with with uh, limited opportunity, the WHL is a, is a tough league to play, and then mm-hmm. I think you have to earn all your opportunity. And this year, I was fortunate enough to be given extra opportunity and given extra minutes to to thrive. So I think with added confidence and opportunity, it's almost kind of. And I wanted to improve on my offensive numbers a bit this year. So I think yeah, I, the way it's developed out is worked out well for me. For uh, the audience, uh, the people in the audience who maybe have never seen the Brandon Wee Kings play and, and have never w- had a chance to watch you play, can you give us a, a bit of a self-scouting report? What sort of a player do you see yourself as? I, I like to see myself as a, a two-way guy. I I take a lot more, not a lot more, I take pride in both ends of the ice, but I take a lot of pride in my defensive game and being hard to play against and being simple and making a good first pass and I rely a lot on my skating and physical play to to do that. So I think I'm a two-way guy who likes to play the game hard and competitive. There's another defenseman in the WHL in in, uh, in Caden Gooley uh, that's uh, in PA, and you guys are kind of ranked very, very close together. I think Central Scouting has you guys uh, actually back-to-back uh, in their rankings right now. And Off the top of my head, I just had him on the show, uh, I don't know, last week or the week before. I th- I picture him as an offensive guy and you more of a stay-at-home guy, but you actually have more points than he does this year in fewer games. Uh, but when you say you, you take you know a specific pride in your defensive style, wh- when you have a chance to see other defensemen of this draft class, uh, including Gooley, I suppose, what what's different about you? What kind of sets you apart, or how do you play the game that might be different than those guys? Uh, I obviously all the defensemen in this draft are all great players, and I think the thing that separates me from them would be I'm I'm more efficient in how like I I have the extra year of experience, so I guess I could say 
I'm a little bit more experienced in, in the sense that I play the game a little bit more matured. But other than that, I don't think there's too many things that set us apart. And I'd say I'm just I'm I'm hard to play against, and I might be a little mature with the extra added year of being a late birthday in the draft. I thought you might say uh, it might be the physical style because you you do like to play physical, don't you? Yeah, I do, and I guess you could say that too. Uh, now, I had a chance to watch you at the Holinka Gretzky Cup here in Edmonton a couple of summers ago. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Because you were younger than a lot of the guys uh, in the in the tournament that year, uh, but you still played a pretty big and important role on the team. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a really fun experience, and uh, to meet the guys going into the draft that year and to play with players across Canada and meet all those great players, it was it was a really cool experience and. To be able to take home gold for your country is always always something really special. Now, no NHL team in Saskatchewan, obviously. So as a kid growing up in uh, in northern Saskatchewan and Prince Albert, did you have a favorite NHL team, or were you a guy that maybe looked at individual players more and it wasn't necessarily the team that you uh, identified with, but uh, specific guys? I, I, I had an auntie in Calgary and, and relatives in D.C., so I always paid attention to that seems like the Flames or the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a big Luongo fan, like I said earlier. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I paid attention to guys like Drew Doughty, who have uh, had great careers so far. Now, in any way, do you sort of look at a player like Doughty and say that, man, I could maybe potentially play similar a style? Or, or do you, I mean, he's a pretty offensive-minded guy as well, uh, but physical and, and certainly good in his own end. So, is he a, a bit of a role model, I guess, if you want to put it that way? I, I guess you could put it that way, but I, I think I model my my game after uh, like more of a guy like Shea Weber, who, who's a bit bigger, a bit more physical, and plays a lot simpler than Doughty. But, yeah, Doughty's a great player for sure. All right. Well, Weber is a solid WHL guy as well. Yeah. Uh, Brayden, listen, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, good luck the rest of the way this regular season and into the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be exciting times around the Brandon Weekings uh, franchise. Thanks for taking some time today. Good luck. Thanks for giving me a call. Thank you very much. Here's Braden Schneider of the Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, that conversation from uh, Tuesday earlier this week, uh, of course, uh, the uh, games and the playoffs, everything uh, in the WHL, across the Canadian Hockey League, across North America, uh, on hold. So uh, all those uh, playoff races and stuff that we were discussing, uh, well, those are out the window. But uh, Braden Schneider, one of the top players out of the Western Hockey League for the NHL draft, one of the top defensemen in the class of 2020, Good combination of uh, size and uh, skill and uh, and quickness as well. He's not a uh, he's not a slow plotting player. Put it that way. I was really impressed actually with the Wheat Kings, the game that I was out in Brandon. The uh, on that night they handled the Oil Kings uh, fairly fairly well. It was a four one win for Brandon on that night. Uh, you can hear a scout's opinion of uh, Braden Schneider a little bit later on in the show uh, this episode. But uh, coming up next we will. Hear from a player, another former WHL player, played uh, all four of his uh, WHL years with the Medicine Hat Tigers, is now in year two at the U-Sport level, and he's playing on the East Coast in, at the University of New Brunswick in Fredericton, New Brunswick, with the uh, the Reds, no longer the Varsity Reds. And uh, he was on his way, actually had just arrived in Halifax, this conversation again, uh, also on Tuesday this week, as the University Cup was uh, set to go this weekend, uh, the UNB Reds were to take on the UBC Thunderbirds tonight. 
That, of course, has been scrapped. But get to know Mark Rassel and uh, what led him to New Brunswick. He looks back at his time in Medicine Hat with the uh, WHL's Tigers. Uh, some great Bob Ridley stories in here as well. So uh, we'll share that with you next here on the Pipeline Show. One, two, three, four. Penalty is over. And the Plains four of them get out. Up the center and coming in is Lou. Hillendike centered it. And the scores. Danny McDonald. Hey, it's Lanny McDonald, formerly of the Medicine Hat Tigers. And you're listening to the Pipeline Show. From the organization that brought you Mark Messier, Matt Benning, and Ian Mitchell, Spruce Grove Saints Junior A Hockey is officially back for the 2019-2020 season with all the action taking place at the Grant Fear Arena in Spruce Grove. With tickets starting at just $15 per person, AJHL Hockey provides some quality entertainment. For more information, visit www.sprucegrovesaints.ca. 